Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. Twilio shares are up 206% this year as the company continues to benefit from an economy roiled by the coronavirus pandemic. So we're shining the spotlight today on Twilio, the cloud communications company, finding out how it's been helping companies make the digital pivot as they navigate the new normal. We know digital communication is the new lifeblood for business. In a survey by Twilio of 272 enterprise decision makers in Singapore, it showed up that omni-channel communication is taking on new importance, that 90% of companies here in Singapore are seeking new ways of engaging customers because of COVID, and that 93% say their organization is very or somewhat likely to expand digital communication channels even as the world reopens. So to find out more about Twilio, its business model, and what it's doing to help companies make that digital pivot, we welcome Glenn Weinstein. He's Twilio's Chief Customer Officer. Good morning, Glenn. How are you today? Good morning, Michelle. I'm very good. How are you? Doing well. Glad to speak with you. So first up, help us understand how COVID has impacted or really accelerated businesses' digital engagement strategies. Yes. Well, Michelle, companies have been trying to make digital pivots and digital transformation initiatives for many years, really for decades. Mm -hmm. Uh, These roadmaps have been in our IT departments and in some cases languishing in backlogs, waiting for funding and budgets. Uh, but the breakout of uh, the, the pandemic, uh, which is obviously an unfortunate event in uh, most respects uh, for the world and for our economy, did have the side effect uh, impact of accelerating these digital transformation initiatives. Uh, some of these projects that had been projected to maybe be done at some point in the future suddenly became very urgent to find new ways to communicate with customers new ways to reimagine uh, business uh, transactions with their customers when we had to move to a contactless world. Absolutely. So help us understand the field, you know, who are the leaders and what are they doing differently when it comes to engaging customers, Glenn? Yes. Well, really, this transformation has affected all industries. Uh, some of the leaders really came out in the literally in the days after the lockdown went into effect. Think of uh, food, uh, uh, restaurants having to find new ways for customers to order food and and make pickups. Think about banks needing to find new ways to verify customers that need to open a new account. Any sort of transaction that has traditionally been done face-to-face, we now have had had, uh, just a few days or a few weeks to figure out how to turn those into digital transactions. That's the transformation that started in the spring and really picked up steam over the uh, over the coming uh, months to really um, figure out ways for every business, not just the obvious examples, to move to new models of, of, uh, of conducting business with their customers. So I looked at your global survey and you say omni-channel communication is taking on new importance and that 40% of Singaporean companies have implemented things like interactive voice responses or live chat for the first time because of COVID-19. So Glenn, help us understand what more companies seem to be doing even as we move towards reopening on a global scale? Yes. Well, that study also showed that 85% of companies 
have increased their budget for digital transformation as a result of COVID-19. You mentioned uh, interactive voice response systems, live chat. Another big channel that we've seen tremendous uptake in is allowing customers to use WhatsApp uh, to communicate in messages uh, with uh, with uh, with their companies. Uh, we uh, one of our customers uh, in in Singapore, Sing Life, uh, lets customers purchase insurance uh, completely in an online fashion. Um, and they've accelerated their adoption of WhatsApp and have now seen take where customers that are able to message the company in ways that is comfortable to them tend to open accounts more quickly and to be able to do more business uh, with those companies. So omni-channel really means meeting customers where they're comfortable communicating. And there's no one answer for that. People are comfortable in different places, sometimes SMS, sometimes WhatsApp, sometimes chats or voice or even email. And really it's incumbent upon us as uh, providers of technology to address each of those channels in, in the right way and make it a smooth experience. So I know a lot of investors have their eyes on Twilio because your share is up 206% this year. Help us understand a little bit more about what Twilio is doing uh, to help companies. You're a software product communications company. How do you help businesses communicate at scale? Yes, well, fundamentally, Twilio is about customer engagement. We help our customers, which include uh, many of the largest technology firms in the world, but also uh, companies in every industry in banking and manufacturing and so forth, to think about their customer engagement models and find more ways to inject digital communications into those models. So fundamentally, Twilio is a technology provider. We make it easy for companies to integrate for example, the ability to send or receive an SMS message or a WhatsApp message as part of some larger transaction flow. I gave you like a really basic example of ordering a food order or saying that you're here to pick up your food order over SMS, allowing that message to be processed by, say, an ordering system and show up at a point of sale uh, register or something of that uh, of nature. So Twilio combines all those technologies, makes it really easy to plug those into existing systems. And we also handle a lot of the complication around different networks, different carriers, even for uh, multinational companies, handling that across carriers in different countries. Twilio just sort of makes all that complexity go away and you just plug into this communications network. So a lot of interest in Twilio, as I said, from investors. Can you help us understand your business model, Glenn? Yes. So Twilio is largely consumed by a couple of different categories of customers. Um, many uh, software applications that involve, in a more obvious way, communications, take, let's say, uh, makers of call center software, mm-hmm. will often build their platforms on top of Twilio so that as they grow and they're communicating with more customers, Twilio grows with them. Our, our revenue model is fundamentally tied to usage. Uh, the more messages you send, the more minutes of uh, voice conversations over the telephone that your applications consume, we take a very small share, a few pennies off of every one of those transactions. Increasingly, you're also seeing Twilio now adopted by enterprises. So it's not just software companies that are building us into the internals of their tools. It's more familiar companies and brands that consumers are familiar with that are starting to integrate Twilio into their marketing, into their sales, into their customer outreach uh, and contact systems. And again, it's the same model from a financial perspective. 
Twilio is based on usage. So if, if a company starts with an experiment with Twilio, just say starts to introduce SMS into one sort of workflow and finds that to be successful and introduces SMS into more workflows, that's just good uh, upside, if, if you will, for Twilio. We just we, we make money as our customers continue to use our platform. So we talked about COVID accelerating demand uh, for what Twilio provides. Help us understand your strategy for Southeast Asia and particularly the market segments you will be targeting. Yes, well, we, are, are, we have a broad-based uh, presence in Southeast Asia, and specifically our uh, regional headquarters are in Singapore. Uh, we're also located in Hong Kong, uh, in Tokyo, and in Sydney and Melbourne. And uh, But we sell to companies in virtually every country in the world, and we carry messaging traffic with, uh, to virtually every country in the world. If you think about a true multinational corporation, they're sending messages to customers in literally over 100 countries. So Twilio is a very global platform in that sense. Um, now we have local sales teams, local support teams uh, that, uh, that support customers, particularly in the Southeast Asia region, uh, largely out of Singapore and Hong Kong. Um, but our growth strategy in the region is no different than the rest of our global growth strategy, which is to address companies in every industry and in every market that want to communicate with their customers, which really is essentially every company. And we want to bring more and more of those engagement models and make them really easy to use. And, and one of the really key strengths of Twilio is that it's all cloud-based software. We don't require any installation of telephony hardware or anything along those lines. It's, it's a very modern cloud-based architecture. So there's, there's a, the, the, the appetite for this sort of easy access to global communications is really heightened by COVID-19, uh, where single-channel communication strategies just don't work anymore. We, companies are really, really forced to, to quickly find omni-channel models. So understand that you not only help companies, but also governments and not-for-profits communicate when it comes to messaging. So important during COVID-19. And in the US, I understand Twilio has partnered cities and universities to implement contact tracing. I wonder if you can help us understand Twilio's role in helping public health departments. How's that contact tracing going? Yes. Uh, uh, let me start, Michelle, by telling you a little bit about what we've done in the United States. And then uh, I also want to talk a little bit about what we've done with government agencies in Singapore. But starting in the U.S., when the outbreak first uh, started to lock down our cities, um, our states, our universities, um, these uh, uh, agencies typically had contact tracing plans um, sort of filed away on the shelf and then and pulled those plans down and found uh, that the tools to implement those plans were fairly inadequate. Um, particularly in the U.S., you find a, uh, a resistance to using automated tracking tools. There's, a, um, there's an inbound sort of a, a desire to, to go with uh, sort of manual reporting, manual check-in and check-out. So uh, uh, cities and state governments came to Twilio looking for a very rapid deployment of technology that would allow uh, contact tracers, sort of what we would sort of look at as call center agents, but contact tracers mm-hmm. to make large numbers of phone calls and large numbers of SMS text messages respond and, and process the responses to all those into the contact tracing database itself. Um, so we were able to help uh, a variety of different uh, states and cities. In fact, our solutions covered over the half, over half of the U.S. population. 
um, very quickly with these communications technologies that enable this pretty unique set of, of challenges. Now, contact tracing is an ongoing challenge in most U.S. states and cities, but these uh, efforts have continued and they've gained steam, and, and we see now tens of thousands of calls and messages being made every day in each of these individual cities and states. And another thing that's critical to this solution or this problem is that states and cities in the U.S., they don't tend to work together. So mm. every individual state, every city has to implement their own individual systems, and they've all got their idiosyncrasies. Well, great learning about Twilio. Thanks so much for joining us, Glenn. I'm happy to do it, Michelle. Um, Appreciate you taking time. He's Glenn Weinstein, Twilio's Chief Customer Officer. We've been shining the spotlight on cloud computing firm Twilio, helping build the new normal. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.